This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. One mild containment zone. The National Guard is deployed to contain a coronavirus hot zone. And the new rule is that I'm doing most of the show from right here in this chair. No more high fives. I am staying positive. Not, not testing positive, just staying positive. Taping in front of live audiences canceled. Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and Dr. Phil. Then, President Trump self-quarantine. What kind of risk is the president facing right now? And surgical masks under lock and key. Masks are being stolen. Plus, how far can a single sneeze go? Potential germ splatter from that sneeze. The Inside Edition Sneeze Test. Wait till you see the results. Then, how this family is living their lives from home. Can worrying about the virus actually make you sick? She's freezing her embryos as a precaution. Better to be safe than sorry. Plus, why they're calling this a PR disaster. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Get ready for some big changes on your favorite TV shows thanks to the coronavirus crisis. Health officials, of course, are warning people to avoid large crowds, and so some TV personalities are opting to do away with getting up close to a live audience. No more high fives with fans. In fact, a number of shows are getting rid of the audience altogether. Megan Alexander has details. Your favorite TV shows are about to get very quiet. Audiences are being banished. There are new rules. A nervous Wendy Williams announced today she's keeping her distance. The new rule is that I'm doing most of the show from right here in this chair. I'm very serious. The risk of interacting with a large audience was also on the minds of the late night comics. In the event someone in the audience lightly coughs, the emergency exits are here, here, and here. Thank you very much. Stephen Colbert usually runs around high-fiving his audience. Not anymore. So I don't know how you guys are feeling tonight, but I am staying positive. Not, not testing positive, just staying positive. Here's Victoria Ricogno. Some shows are taking no chances, banishing audiences outright. Dr. Phil just announced he will not tape in front of a live audience for at least the next two weeks. Also, effective immediately, there will be no studio audience at America's most popular game shows, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. 79-year-old Alex Trebek is battling stage 4 pancreatic cancer, and Pat Sajak is 73. Look at this. It's the new seating arrangement for reporters at the Pentagon. Instead of being crowded together, they will now be seated three feet apart. That three feet rule is now being advised for all aspects of life, especially in crowded areas like public transport here in New York City. If you have a way to get to work that is not a subway train in rush hour, 
That's great. We asked infectious disease expert Dr. Daniel Ompod for a subway survival guide. Just try not to touch. Her number one rule, don't touch anything with your fingers, not even the ticket machine. What we want to do is use a tissue to hold on. If you have a tissue, if you don't have a tissue, we could use our sleeve and we could hold on like this. The governor of New York today deployed the National Guard and ordered a one-mile containment zone in New Rochelle, the city just north of Manhattan that has been hit with the largest cluster of coronavirus cases in the nation. Schools, churches, synagogues, anywhere where large groups of people gather will be shuttered for two weeks. The order begins Thursday and lasts through March 25th. People will still be able to come and go unless they are under quarantine. Grocery stores will remain open and the National Guard will assist in sanitizing the containment zone and distributing food to local residents. Music festivals are being postponed. Coachella, where Beyonce made a big splash in 2018, has been moved to October. The message? Keeping your distance will keep you healthy. 27 people in this country have died due to the virus worldwide. That total now exceeds 4,000. And as we've told you, the president has been in contact with at least three people known to have been with a person infected with coronavirus and with more people in self-quarantine from possible exposure to COVID-19. Some are asking if President Trump should be one of them. With the coronavirus creeping closer to the president, should he self-quarantine? Well, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I would do it. I don't feel that uh, any reason. I feel extremely good. I feel very good. The White House but says Trump is not being tested because he hasn't had prolonged contact with any infected individuals. I spoke to the White House doctor, terrific guy, talented guy. He said he sees no reason to do it. There's no symptoms, no anything. More lawmakers are revealing they're under self-quarantine, including Representative Doug Collins, who shook hands with Trump on Friday. Matt Gates, who was on board Air Force One and drove in Trump's limo on Monday, and Mark Meadows, Trump's incoming chief of staff, all came into contact with an infected 55-year-old man at CPAC, whose but, chairman, uh, Matt Schlapp, really spoke with Fox News host Laura Ingram via Skype from his home outside D.C., where he is in self-quarantine. We have no symptoms. Let me tell you something, it's better than that. Not only do I not have any symptoms, none of these congressmen have any symptoms. None of the president's potential exposure to coronavirus is a big topic on TV. What kind of risk is the president facing right now? Well, the president's got the best doctors in the world. We spoke to Dr. Michael Hurt of the Center for Integrative Medicine in California. I don't think the president is at risk, provided that he's using the same protocols that we're recommending for everybody. Wash your hands extremely thoroughly or use hand sanitizer extremely thoroughly before you touch your face or eat food. As voters hit the polls today in six states, the Democratic presidential candidates continue campaigning despite warnings about large public gatherings. Hand sanitizer. Campaign staffers are offering hand sanitizer to attendees. Thank you. Health experts say wearing a mask is not effective protection against getting the virus, but that hasn't stopped a run on masks or even downright theft of the things. In fact, at one hospital, they're even keeping them under lock and key. It's a sign of the times. Surgical masks everywhere. And now they're the target of thieves. Our hospital has noticed, like probably every other hospital in the country, that masks are being stolen. Prior to the coronavirus outbreak, masks were located everywhere. Every uh, little corner hallway, we have masks put out for patients who come in who are coughing to be able to put it on themselves. 
but currently in this state we've had to actually gather them and put them in locked facilities so that we have them available for our healthcare workers. How crazy are things getting? At Aqueduct Racetrack in New York City, two men wearing surgical masks to cover their faces robbed staff at gunpoint and got away with $270,000. Cops say a gang wore surgical masks during a robbery at a Gucci store in Chicago. In Atlanta, police released this photo of a masked suspect wanted in at least six bank robberies. And it's not just masks. Check out the image Megan McCain just posted from backstage at The View. On a bottle of hand sanitizer, someone has written, is it worth losing your job if you steal this? In fact, Amazon says it has taken down an estimated one million items from the site that they considered price gouging in the age of coronavirus, something that includes sky-high priced hand sanitizer. And forget what you thought you knew about the right way to sneeze. Turns out the elbow sneeze releases many more germs than you may have thought. Les Trent says the smarter move is to sneeze into a tissue. We all know sneezes and coughs spread germs, but did you ever wonder how far those tiny droplets can go? We set up a demonstration with a special non-toxic glow-in-the-dark spray. Our producer suited up and wore a protective face mask. Now, no one here is sick, but out of an abundance of caution, we are going to simulate, along with producer Katie here, a sneeze and how far germs can travel when someone sneezes. Let's bring in our subject at the four-foot mark right there. Ready? In three... Two, one. Achoo! Achoo! Watch as those tiny neon droplets fly out in slow motion. Our producer, under a black light, is splattered. Look at this potential germ splatter from that sneeze all over his body. So this is why it's so important to cover up when you sneeze. Would the spray reach him from twice as far away? And we're going to simulate this sneeze now from eight feet. Achoo! Back under the black light, look at the splatter we see from our simulation, especially up here around the face. Less splatter, but still lots of direct hits. An unrestricted sneeze can come out at over 100 miles an hour and actually has been clocked at 200 miles an hour. Dr. Jack Caravanis, professor of environmental public health sciences at NYU, says in an office setting, some sneezes and coughs can reach eight desks away. Am I safe this distance from you? Absolutely not. How about here? No. Keep going. Keep going. Wow. Around there. In a quiet environment, a sneeze coming out can actually dry up and travel that distance. We should point out, according to medical experts, sneezing is not a symptom of coronavirus, but it is one way the virus could be transmitted. And if you are concerned about the virus or maybe worried about what's going on with the stock markets, that is perfectly understandable. But don't let your worries get out of hand. This woman headed to a fertility clinic to freeze her eggs. She's not alone. This woman is so anxious about the coronavirus, she's decided to freeze her eggs. In the world that we live in, better to be safe than sorry. Although there's no evidence at all that the virus affects fertility, 34-year-old Jocelyn Levy says she's undergoing the procedure anyway. If you could do something along the lines of freezing your eggs and not have to worry about it, why not do it? Tonight we're going to give you a shot and that's going to mature your eggs to get them all ready to be retrieved. Dr. Brian Levine of CCRM Fertility Clinic in Manhattan says he's stunned at the number of women concerned about fertility and the coronavirus. We never expected to get this many phone calls in this short of a period of time. In fact, I feel like our front desk staff is inundated with phone calls asking, can I be seen and when can I do it? 
Dr. Judy Ho of the TV show The Doctors says people are way more fearful than they should be and reacting in ways that are not necessary. The panic is there because we don't know. And that's the scariest thing for most human beings to not have an answer. Dr. Ho says excessive fears over the virus can affect your health. It actually does make you sick. It impairs your immune system, makes you more susceptible to illnesses. She says anxiety over the virus can also stop you from getting your eight hours of sleep. The sleep hygiene routine is really all about having a slow wind down, powering down your devices for at least an hour before you get to bed, taking your time, doing something relaxing, like reading or doing a little puzzle. Going online can also be a source of anxiety. Do not use social media as a way to consume information about the coronavirus or to feed your own fears. Above all, pay attention to the news, but don't fall apart. Still live your life. Don't let this take over that you begin to isolate yourself and to shut yourself away from your family and friends because eventually they will find a way for us to manage this virus better. Well, today the U.S. Surgeon General warned that Americans should be prepared for a large-scale outbreak of coronavirus, but he says don't panic. He says health officials know how to handle this thanks to earlier outbreaks of SARS and H1N1. And the important thing now is that people know how to prepare. We'll be back with more Inside Edition after this. Next, how this family is living their lives from home during the coronavirus scare. Plus, why they're calling this a PR disaster. And, hey lady, where do you want this dog? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Coronavirus spring break disruption. Next, Inside Edition. Should you continue with your travel plans despite the outbreak? Or should you cancel? If you get a temperature, you may not be allowed on the plane. What you need to know before you leave for fun in the sun. Then, sentencing day for disgraced movie producer Harvey Weinstein as his lawyers beg for mercy. Next, Inside Edition. Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan are laying low at Frogmore Cottage for the rest of the week, perhaps trying to recover from what has been almost everyone says a disastrous end to their final visit back to England. The Fab Four reunion is being described today as a PR disaster after Meghan and Harry were given the cold shoulder at Westminster Abbey. The runaway royals were also reportedly emotional and upset about the decision that barred them from walking in the Queen's procession. We spoke to British TV personality Amanda Holden. That is the Queen saying, this is where it starts. You, you know, you're welcome to be part of the family. We love you, but I still rule here and I make the rules. In an attempt to defuse the tense situation in the 11th hour, William offered to join his brother and sister-in-law at their seats instead of walking in the procession as had been planned. Today, the British press is piling on, calling the reunion cold and super awkward. Neither couple seemed eager to interact with each other. Blame is going in all directions. William and Kate for their frosty greetings and Meghan and Harry for how they handled their royal exit. They're actually behaving quite selfishly. Well, sometimes actually, sometimes, people who are sometimes actually you can say, you know something, selfishly. you've got to earn support. You have to earn respect. Mm. 
I'm not sure that they've earned much respect in their antics in the last year. Everything's very passionate about Harry. I think he leads with his heart, very much like his mum, Diana, not with his head like perhaps William. And I think that's where the friction has happened. In what's being seen as an olive branch, William and Kate posted photos of Meghan and Harry on their Instagram page. Meghan is earning praise for her gorgeous green dress, a touching tribute to her late mother-in-law, Princess Diana, who wore an emerald maternity dress and matching fascinator in 1982. Though Meghan and Harry give up their titles at the end of the month, he will remain number six in line for the throne. Grammy winner Billie Eilish is known for wearing baggy clothes because she says she doesn't want to be judged for her body. But she's showing more skin at a concert to make a point. Billie Eilish is showing her body on stage for the first time. The 18-year-old singer, famous for her signature baggy clothes, took off her shirt to reveal a black bra at her concert in Miami. Eilish stripped down to protest body shaming. Billie Eilish plays tonight in Orlando, then moves on to North Carolina, and she's scheduled to be on the road until September. Back with more right after this. Still to come, how this family is living their lives from home during the coronavirus scare. And, hey lady, where do you want this dog? Coronavirus concerns have resulted in more than 380 schools being closed. But learning doesn't stop. It just gets more complicated. Victoria Bracano introduces you to a family adapting to remote learning, which is another sign of the times. It's how to learn in the age of the coronavirus crisis. Emma, Alicia, and Benjamin Gerardo are all hard at work attending school remotely from their dining room table. Right now we're on the agent Egypt kind of section. I'm working on English homework right now. Mom Grace is forced to work from home as well so she can keep an eye on her kids. This is a sign of the times as schools shut down around the country. Here in Seattle, the school district has ordered 23,500 students to stay home. For the most part, they're okay, but we run into little issues where someone's talking along with their work and other people are trying to concentrate. The kids are using the video conferencing tool Zoom, which allows instructors to teach multiple students at one time. This is C, C sharp. This is how 13-year-old Emma is attending choir. Practicing out loud is hitting a sour note with her siblings. Okay, shut your mouth. I'm watching the world's most boring video right now, and I need to be able to focus on it, and that's disrupting that. 27 times Another 27. issue, turns out 12-year-old Ben talks a lot when he does math. 46, I think it was. Benji, you can stop now. That annoys his sisters. And here's an issue. Oh my God, what? Alicia just realized she missed her Spanish class. A Zoom meeting this supposed to happen an hour ago. Whoops. To take part in remote learning, high-speed internet is a must. So what grade do these kids give their new remote school? It's good to do the online thing, but it's also kind of um, annoying and hard. I would give it a B, maybe a B plus. Nationwide, an estimated 260,000 students are currently out of class due to the crisis. When we come back, a delivery guy saves the day.
Finally, he came to drop off a package, but ended up delivering something much more. This golden retriever is about to make her great escape after wind blew the front door open in Colorado. Five minutes later, special delivery. A FedEx guy finds the dog and brings her home. He uses extra care delivering this furry package. Family says that guy is their hero. And that's Inside Edition for today. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.